Now for this month's special series on ReachMD, focus on future medicine. We're looking ahead to pivotal breakthroughs and technologies that will transform healthcare in the coming years. Hello, I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, and welcome to ReachMD. We are speaking now with Dr. Martin Chavez. He's the Director of Maternal Fetal Medicine at Winthrop University Hospital. His academic appointment is with Stony Brook University, where he's an assistant professor. And I know we're here in New York, and the conference is going well. Tell me a little bit about your talk and the highlights of what you were addressing the audience with. Thank you, Dr. McDonough. So today we we focused on this new technology called non-invasive prenatal testing. It's it's revolutionizing how we approach uh, prenatal testing. Previously, we had um, lots of screening options, whether it's maternal blood, ultrasound. Now we're starting to go into the next um, evolution of that, where we have the ability to get direct DNA information from the pregnancy from a simple blood draw from the mother. So when you do that and you get that blood draw from the mother, how do you explain to them you know, what we're trying to do and, and why it's being done? So the, the way we explain it to our mothers, and this is for a four high-risk category patients. Either she's above 35, she's had an abnormal screen during the pregnancy, she's had an abnormal ultrasound finding, or there's a family history of a trisomy, uh, either personally or in her family. So I tell them that what we're trying to do is, in a safe manner, get as much information for that pregnancy without necessarily taking any risk. And I think that's a good point. See, they essentially are already somewhat concerned because there is something there that's suspected an issue, so they're prepped, and then you, you continue with the counseling, I'm sure. Absolutely. And a lot of the things that we do are reassurance as well as trying to counsel our patients what the best um, next step for them and what the best management options are for them. You're listening to Reach MD. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough with my guest, Dr. Martin Chavez, and we're talking a lot about his lecture. And one of the things that I think also is important you talked about was safety. I think that's something that you, you came right out and said, tell me about the importance of that in testing like this. So right now, the, the average risk of a procedure such as an amniocentesis or a corivillae sampling is anywhere from half percent to one percent, even in the best of hands. But there's no better risk than no risk, meaning that if we can make that risk zero and get basically almost the exact same information, that's in the best interest of our patients. Did you think when you started that this was something that was going to become a reality at some point? I mean, like, what has that done to your practice? Because clearly... You're dealing in an area which, not only to say the stakes are high, that's an understatement, but the stakes are are very, very high, and you're so worried about a pregnancy and a pregnancy being carried to fruition safely and not having tests get in the way. Did you ever think that would be available like this? You know, there, there are days that I look back on this, and it's almost like we're reading out of a science fiction book, but the reality is this is a reality, and now that it is here, it's affected our practice in a dramatic way. Our patients in Winthrop have the ability now to get cutting-edge technology and get them the information they want for their pregnancy without the risk involved. While that risk is very, very small, it's still a risk. And if we can eliminate that risk, that brings a lot of comfort and reassurance to our patients. Now, in a case like today where you're educating a group of physicians and clinicians, how many are aware of this? How many are like, wow, I didn't even know that was there? What, what's the knowledge base? Because I'm sure you see the, the pre and post results on people. Where, where are they with that? So right now, I think probably 
anywhere from five to ten of the current practitioners in obstetrics, whether it's uh, OBGYN, family practice, a nurse, midwife, are starting to hear about it. Um, they're starting to use it in dribs and drabs, but I, I think that that volume is going to start increasing the next six to 12 months. It's going to be driven by us as a profession and just as important by the patients. Patients are going to start coming in and requesting this type of testing for a different type of circumstances. That's why I think it's important to be involved, not be on the sidelines, be part of the solution for this. How are we as far as studies and looking at it from an evidence-based perspective? Where are things right now? So there is a um, wealth of uh, manuscripts that have been published um, through a, a, a large number of studies where we have patients anywhere from two to 3,000 looking at how accurate these tests are. And the majority of tests come back with the same conclusions, basically saying that the sensitivity and specificity for detecting something like Down syndrome is 99% or greater. And at what points can you do this? Like how far along in the pregnancy is it effective and when can you use it as a valuable tool? We can do this as early as 10 weeks in the pregnancy. So that's very reassuring for our patients very early on. And this is typically done anywhere in the first to second trimester, but under the right clinical settings, this can even be done further along. For people in our primary care audience who maybe don't have a patient in this situation that often or uh, would be referring off, what at least traditionally is the normal traditional things that we have been using as we're trying to move in other directions right now. So a patient who doesn't have the ability to have this test who's being tested, at what age or what time of the pregnancy are they tested and what tests are usually being used now? Right now, our college, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, have guidelines that they established in 2007 saying that all patients should be offered this testing this testing of screening. So this is, um, the right now the standard of care is the normal screening test. And this is usually drunk, done through a blood draw with ultrasound or a combination of both. But the key word there is that it's a screening test. And while it's, it's very good and the sensitivity and specificity can be as high as 90, 95%, the limitations are that there is still a, approximately a 5% false positive rate. And that 5% false positive rate is what creates quite a bit of, of anxiety and also consumes quite a bit of physician's time when we try to explain adequately to our patients. I remember um, our youngest child, I remember just getting the routine ultrasound with my wife and she came in and, you know, family doctor, I'm looking at the ultrasound trying to read what I can read. I couldn't see much. And it was the tape. And they said, would you please wait here? And I remember waiting for 20 minutes for the physician and my wife's looking at me, you're not saying anything, you always say something, and I'm like, everything's fine, everything's fine. And in my mind, there were a million thoughts. Turned out, physician just came out to say hello, hadn't seen me in a long time, and it was a social visit. But it put me in that position where you didn't have a false positive, but you had that thought. And, you know, and I've never forgotten, you know, that being on the patient's side of that, can be just, you know, psychologically, you talk about a strain, it can be, you know, that was just, seemed like the 20 longest minutes of my life in some respects, and these patients are dealing with that. How do you deal with that issue? Because obviously you're now at the point where you're providing guidance, you're going over things, and they're now on the Internet, 
their minds are wandering, they're seeing every possible scenario. How do you work with them? So what we tell our patients is that the, the first step is the screening test, which they, they have obtained, and these are, uh, are risk adjustments. You know, we start off with the risk based on their age, and then depending on what these initial blood tests, the traditional screening test, the, the triple screen or the quad screen or some, some permutation of that, when that comes back and that comes back that they're at increased risk, we start a counseling process first by calling out to the patient and giving them the results and then bring them into our office and then letting them know that there are other options now available, which just have become available within the last year or so. But these new options are now at such a point that we are able to offer them instead of automatically jumping to an amniocentesis or some other invasive procedure early on in their pregnancy. I think it, it's a huge step in, in, our, in our field because it allows us for reassurance to the patients, particularly when we have that gray zone where we're suspect of something, but we're not sure if it's truly there. But we know in all likelihood it should come back negative but we'd like to do that without the risk of uh, invasive procedure. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, and I'm speaking with Dr. Martin Chavez. He's the director of maternal fetal medicine, Winthrop University Hospital, and associate professor at Stony Brook. Uh, we're actually in New York City here at a conference uh, hosted by Omnia Prova Education and talking about one of the lectures he gave and more or less expanding on it. When you talk about your objectives in the lecture that you gave, what were the most important points you felt people should learn coming out of it. And again, you were talking, I believe, in your group was to a lot of obstetricians, but there were primary care physicians as well. I think the first important point is that being aware that this technology is available and also participating and offering it to all patients. A lot of times in medicine we have situations where new tests or new modalities or new treatment options come on board that we don't necessarily participate. I think it's important, particularly with this test, that we are leaders in how uh, it's utilized with our patients because it's going to be the most useful when the people on the front lines, obstetricians, the family practitioners, the nurse practitioners, or anyone who does obstetrical care, that this test is in their hands. And also it's important that we're familiar with it because, like you had mentioned, patients are very savvy now. I have patients who sit in my office with their iPads or smartphones, and they're able to get the information within seconds after I mention a particular test or a particular option. And our patients want us to be cutting edge and making sure that we have the most recent information of any test we offer them. You know, you're so right, and it cuts across all um, cultural and socioeconomic lines. Um, I, for instance, serve a very uh, a poorer population, and they don't have as many of the tools and things, but just about everybody has a smartphone. And the smartphone essentially is your access to what would have been the old days of not having a computer. You can go online, you can check things out, and with that education, as we talked about before, comes fear, but also comes the idea of I'm going to ask my physician something. So getting this word out is important just so you know from the standpoint of its availability. Absolutely. The, the last thing you know I'd want or any of my referring physicians is have a circumstance where a patient comes in and they're talking about a test that we are not familiar with. That puts us kind of in an awkward position and more importantly is that it doesn't give us the the best position to help our patients because if we're familiar with the test then we can help guide them to see if this is the best test for them or not. So a forum like this where you get an opportunity to speak to a large number of physicians it's something probably I would think that's important because you know 
you have information that not everybody has. I mean, the fact that we're talking here and there are people listening to ReachMD who can hear this, I, I guarantee you there's people who can say, wow, I didn't, I didn't know this. This is great news. But there's just so much to read and so much information in, in various areas. It's good to have you out there doing that. Oh, absolutely. And as busy as I am in my clinical and um, academic practice, it's important for us to get the word out. This is one of the things that I'm very passionate about and realize that unless I participate and get off the sidelines and be part of the solution and getting the word out, as you say, it, um, it wouldn't happen. And I, and these are the forms that we you know we utilize and I also personally enjoy because I get to see colleagues and also meet people in different um, parts of the country and all different practices. And so this way we can collaborate with them and share that information to best serve their patients. We only have a few more minutes, but obviously you're on the cutting edge of these things and, you, and you've got a knowledge of what's out there and what could continue to be available. What do you see in the future? Like what, what do you see down the road that could be helpful as far as uh, your field and, and, and new breakthroughs? So me personally, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. What's going to happen is that right now they're checking just for a few gen- selected genetic syndromes. But as early as 10 weeks, a mom can come in, they'll get a blood draw, and they'll be able to give her basically an entire genomic map of that baby before it's born. That information is going to be important to help the management of the, of the pregnancy, where to deliver, how to deliver, any alterations in the routine, obstetrical care, modes of delivery. It's going to revolutionize how we not only practice prenatal medicine, but also how we best serve our patients. Other things that I didn't ask you that you think we should talk about while you have this opportunity you know, to reach a widespread uh, physician and healthcare provider audience? I think it's important that as we get more comfortable with this technology, we realize that we're all going to start practicing what's referred to as genomic medicine. Genomic medicine is a growing field, and it's going to encompass every type of specialty, whether it's primary care or or the subspecialties. We're going to have the ability to know about disease processes that are not only currently present in the patient, but also future, as well as even before um, a person is born. That's going to have huge impact as to how we can best treat these patients and help prevent. And this is truly preventative medicine before some of these things occur. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. My guest has been Dr. Martin Chavez. He is the Director of Maternal Fetal Medicine at Winthrop University Hospital. He is also an Assistant Professor at Stony Brook. I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. I thought you brought up some really interesting points that I think I guarantee a lot of people are saying, gee, I didn't know that, and they want to find out more. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show, and I hope we've uh, ex- shared some of the information. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. Thank you again, Dr. Chavez. I'm reporting from our conference in New York City in Manhattan, and uh, I think we did achieve our goals as far as what I was concerned about getting this information out, but I think there was a lot more we talked about that was really helpful about taking that glimpse into the future and how it can impact the physician in primary care or in uh, women's health and try to use these things to their advantage. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Future Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at ReachMD.com.